0: You betcha. It is 7.08 on this World Radio Day. What does that mean? Uh, it means there's life in the old thing yet? Have a look around? Anyway, uh, moving on. And uh, we will get to lots of stuff this afternoon. Only Lior probably got that reference, so we'll talk about that a little later on. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We are set to go. It is a call-in show. It is a live show. one That is toll-free. And we will get to all kinds of things tonight. Some emails. Of course, your phone calls have top priority. And how to deal with criticism, discipline and bad performance reviews that is all coming up as well but first my brother the uh, week that was what is happening
1: well, first, John, I, I noticed you didn't get me anything for uh, World Radio Day, so I'm, I'm, I'm a oh, bit sorry. disappointed in that. Well, you know, it's, it's okay. I guess you don't love me anymore, but that's fine. Now nah, you
0: still have uh, Valentine's Day tomorrow. Relax.
1: That's true. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, but uh, in, in all seriousness, glad to be back here. Excited to to uh, speak again and talk again about employment law and workplace rights and hopefully solve some problems. That's why we're here to do. You know, there's, there's issues that come up, I know, because I speak with people every single day about their workplace rights, so don't be bashful well, don't hesitate call us right now take advantage of the fact that we're here for the next 40 minutes or so to answer those questions uh, happy to talk always 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 and if you want to just talk to me privately no worries no problem reach out to me after the show during the week anytime we'll give you my contact information and week there was john where i always like to start couple situations that came across my desk as we're waiting for our calls this evening uh first of all i spoke with the uh, gentleman who um was getting very frustrated with his employer because with this gentleman, he uh, had to work eight hours a day and it was a very intense eight hours. Uh, he right. got no breaks You know, from the moment he got into work to the moment he left. It was on the go, work, no breaks, nothing, except he only got paid for seven and a half hours. Why? Because his employer says, well, no, no, you get a half hour lunch unpaid, again, except this guy did work. He worked for, through his lunch, never took a break uh and talked to his employer about this and said no no you i'm allowed to give you a half hour unpaid uh break and uh eventually frustrated so much uh he called me and he wanted to know can my employer do this what are my rights well here's the thing john it's actually quite simple if you work through your lunch break you have to get paid for that period of time it's not complicated it's not rocket science you have to get paid now your employer uh, should be giving you a lunch break. In fact, legally required to give you half hour free for, for for lunch or over a shift that long. But if they don't, they can say, well, I didn't give you a break, but I'm still not going to pay you. So you know, two wrongs don't make a right. So that's illegal. That's something that they're not allowed to do. If you're working through your lunch break, you have to get paid. Now, I told them what this means is not only can we change this going forward so that their, his employer stops doing that and, and starts paying him, but also, he's potentially owed two years' worth of uh, of uh, pay that he didn't get over wow. that uh, lunch break. And that's not a lot of money, but still a few thousand dollars. Sure. So I told him probably a letter from me is all that uh, uh, it, it takes. He could potentially go through the Ministry of Labor. So I just wanted to remind our listeners that if you work through your lunch breaks, you have to get paid, no exceptions.
0: Get your phone calls here in just a moment, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. What else you got going on, brother?
1: I spoke with a a nice lady who had worked at a dental office for many years, over 30 years. Well, uh, about uh, six months ago, that uh, dentist retired and sold his practice to another dentist. Mm -hmm. So for six months, she's been working for the new dentist, except, unfortunately, uh, earlier this week, she was let go. Uh, the new dentist said, you know, things are not working out. I, I'm, I'm going to make a change. We're going to let go. And, you know, you've been with me for six months. I appreciate your hard work. I'm going <laughs> to offer you two weeks pay as a thank you, yeah. and off you go. Uh, and she actually thought she maybe owed a 4 week's pay. She called me, wow. and I said, no, 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 no. Here's how this works. And she had a bit <laughs> of a shock there, and that is when the business is sold then you start working for the new company, they inherit your service. Yep. So guess what you're a 30 year employee and your severance is based on that. So she is owed in fact about 2 years pay. 2 years wow. pay is what her severance looks like even though she only worked for the new dentist for 6 months. So this was such a, uh, a crazy situation and that uh, his, her employer got this so wrong. I wanted to bring it up to remind everyone employers and employees what happens on a sale of a business. If you continue working after the business is sold That new company inherits your service, and that means if you are let go, then you're going to get your full severance based on your total years of service. It can make all the difference in the world. That's what happened with this lady, and I'm going to help her get her two years pay. Unfortunately for that dentist, who I think meant well, uh, he's going to have a bit of a rude awakening.
0: Yeah, he's going to have to revive him when he finally gets that phone call. Yeah. Uh, that phone call, by the way, to reach out anytime uh, to catch Lior and the uh, rest of the team, 1 821 5900 emails, which we'll uh, probably get to some tonight. That is help at employmenthour.com. But straight away, the phone calls here on this live radio show have top priority as always 416 870 6400 star 640 on sale. And you have the option of 1 225 talk. That number is toll free. Moving on in that regard, Victoria, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you this evening good thanks great what's your concern
2: um so my husband um was having difficulty because he has a lot of shift work and um he had to work a lot of night shifts and day shifts and going back and forth um so his work asked him to provide a doctor's note um saying that he can't work nights and his doctor provided that for him uh, and then the HR team has sent him back to the doctors two more times after that. He saw a sleep specialist as well, and a sleep specialist confirmed that he has um, work shift intolerance and can't work nights. And now his HR team has just sent him a letter saying that we've reviewed the documents saying that they don't find evidence of the disability. Huh.
1: Wow. Uh, Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, HR is not and should not be in the business of finding evidence of disability. HR should be in the business of doing what your husband's doctor says. Uh, It's your your husband's doctor, whether it's a family doctor or a specialist, uh, whose job it is to assess what your husband needs and what he does not need from a medical condition. HR can't say, well, wait a second. I once saw ER on TV, so uh, I know better than the doctor. It doesn't work that way. All right, it really doesn't. I, you know, I'm I'm not trying to make fun of the situation. It's just I find it ridiculous. That's all. So here's yeah. the thing: uh, they they're under a duty to accommodate your your husband, and that means that they have to, in this case, allow him not to work night shifts. It's not. It's actually not a very uh, uh, uncommon situation. It happens often. So uh, I think there's a very 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 simple way to resolve this. Okay, and that yeah. is a, a quick letter from me, uh, reminding them very nicely what their legal obligations are, and they'll back off. If they don't back off, that's a human rights violation. That's a constructive dismissal. There could be significant compensation owed to your husband. So if your husband wants them to just kind of back off and accommodate him, I I, I am positive that a letter from me uh, can do that. So, uh, Victoria, why not have your husband reach out to me because what you've described here, completely illegal, but uh, fortunately, I think, easily resolved.
2: Okay, perfect.
0: Thank you, uh, Victoria. Moving forward, the number one One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 one 855 821 help at employmenthour.com. Now I can go back with Lior and uh, hopefully more of your calls, 416 star 640 on cell. Employment Hour continues on a, uh, on a wicked Wednesday right here on Global News Radio. Still plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions like Christian did, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred 870 star 640 on your cell and 1-888-225-TALK. Uh, that is toll free. Got to uh, pardon the uh, the radio gremlins that are out today. Just weather affecting everything, <laughs> including your tolerance of life in Canada, basically. Oh, man. So uh, just yeah. uh, before we get to uh, to John and uh, Renee, you wanted to finish your thought on Christian. It's more how it affects him personally, right?
1: Yeah, so so he asked about being relocated, and what I was saying is that ultimately it has to do with how it impacts him. If it has an impact on him, for example, if now he has to rearrange uh, his life because uh, he he used to be able to pick up his kids, now he can't, or maybe this is going to add another you know, hour and a half a day to his commute, something like that. If it's an impact on him, then that's actually something the company is not allowed to do. That's a constructive dismissal. He can refuse, and if they insist, he can treat that as a constructive dismissal. It's not enough to say that, hey, it's a change and I don't like change. I understand why he wouldn't like it. Legally speaking, it comes down to whether or not this impacts him. If he's relocated, then it's a big impact. That's a constructive dismissal. He doesn't want to accept it because then he's stuck. So he should give me a call in that situation.
0: Moving on to uh, to John. Hey John, good evening. How are you?
3: Not too bad. How are you doing?
0: Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind?
3: Okay, so I'll make this real quick. I work. I'm working for an employer. I've been there for 15 years. I've never had any injuries or any problems physically at work. However, I injured my wrist at work. I hyperextended it, and uh, through investigations, through going to doctors, uh, seeing a surgeon, it was diagnosed that, you know, yeah, I had sprained or sustained a soft tissue injury in my wrist, Mm -hmm. but um, I had osteoarthritis. So I was told that this, yes, definitely brought my injury out, but um, without this injury, I may not have sustained the issues that I'm having now. So I was told that I would be uh, compensated for any soft tissue injury through workers' comp, but not the degenerative problem that I have with my hand so fair enough my question is uh, what if I injure my hand again at work
1: well if you if you injure your hand again then ultimately you have to go again through WSIB uh, it, it's the only option you have whenever it's a work related injury is to get compensation through WSIB and there's other things that you could do through WSIB they may pay for some training if you can't do the job anymore if you need to be trained for another job but there's nothing you can actually do vis-a-vis the employer but here's the thing if because of your bad uh, bad wrist you, you can't do the job and you may need some accommodation some maybe other job uh, or modified duties then your company has to provide that accommodation So you need to provide them something from a doctor and saying for medical reason, you know, John can't do this job, he can do this other job, and they have to do uh, everything in their power to accommodate. So that's what I would suggest you do if you are concerned about getting injured again, you need support from a doctor, but ultimately any injuries that have to do with work from a compensation standpoint, it has to be through WSIB.
3: Right, and that, everything that you've mentioned, I have done, I am on like duties, and I can do, like, basically 90% of my job.
1: Should yeah, so, so what's the issue? Now that
3: it's a degenerative problem, if I injure it again, and actually I recovered from this injury, but if I hurt it again, can WSIB say this is degenerative?
1: No, I mean, if you injure it again, they shouldn't be saying that uh, because it's a it's a new fresh injury. Uh, if you ever are in that situation and you have any problems, we can discuss it. But no, if you're injuring it again, then it's it's something new. It's something separate, and WSB should deal with it properly and compensate you accordingly.
0: Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell, Rene. Hello. Good evening.
2: Good evening.
4: Uh, my question is uh, from the first scenario that was given. If the employee is working through his break, and he knows he's entitled to a 30-minute break, he should be taking it. Unless he says to his supervisor, I'm taking a break, and he goes, no. Then, at a point, I'm thinking that they would know he's working through his break, and then he would be entitled to pay. But, I mean, in a, in a workplace, people always think that you have to be, you know, things are, you know, go, 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 and you have to do go, go, go. But if your employer is not paying you for that, then it's up to you to take that 30-minute break.
1: Well, here, here's the thing. It, it does depend on the job, okay? And in this particular job, uh, he, he was providing care for, for some elder people, and, and if he's off the shift, there's actually no one to cover for him. So this is more a problem with his employer not making arrangements to allow him to take a break. You know, if you have a job that requires you to do something, and if you're not there to do it, bad things happen, well, I guess you have no choice but to do the job. Uh, so this is – you're right that, that he should be taking a break, but ultimately it's up to his employer – to allow him to do that. It's not a situation where he's working behind a counter in a, at a restaurant and he can say, okay, Bob, just cover for me. I'm off on my break. Uh, so it, it's really a problem with his employer not allowing him to take the break and not paying him uh, for the time that he's working.
4: So for two years, you're telling me that this man was working through his break, not taking it, not getting paid. Exactly. And he thought that was okay
1: no he, he didn't think it was okay and and he's been kind of fighting with his employer about it and his employer's telling him you know we're gonna look at it we'll think about it and eventually got frustrated enough that he called me but no he, he knows it's not okay he just didn't know what to do about it
4: okay i just think that sometimes employees don't speak up early enough to get things addressed
1: you're probably um, right
4: and then, oh. and then it, it turns out that you know whether it's management or the company themselves that you know end up looking bad but some things to me are just common sense, and we need to apply that earlier on, then wait till it escalates, and then, you know, make a big thing out of it because that is something critical. Like, you need your break, you know? Sure. That and and, and that, is,
1: that is good advice. Speaking up early and speaking up clearly is always a good idea. Uh, and, and nothing bad can happen if you do that. So, I agree with those comments. Absolutely.
0: And getting stuff in writing always works too, right? No matter what it is that we've learned on this show
1: always keep in writing uh you know being able to document always important yep. document document document
0: plenty of time here to, uh, for you to call in ask your questions uh, just like uh, renee and other callers have 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell and one 225 talk that number is toll free we are on the air here monday night wednesday night the weekend shows and of course employment hour and 30 happens on your weekend mornings on global tv and ctv as well bennick hello how are you uh no, but how are you good what's uh, what's your concern
2: uh thanks for taking my call i just sure. uh two questions uh illegally in ontario how many breaks those 15 minute breaks do we have oh. are we getting paid for those breaks or it's unpaid
1: so the the, the breaks that the employers are required to provide a 30 minute uh break uh, they call it lunch break, it doesn't have to be a lunch break, is unpaid, okay? Uh, employers are not but, uh, legally required to provide any paid breaks. A lot of employers do, don't get me wrong, but an employer is not required to provide any uh, any paid breaks. So uh, that's why this issue arose where uh, the employer is saying, you know, no, uh, I have to give you a break, which means I don't have to pay you, but you're not taking the break, so I'm not going to pay you anyway. But So, no, any, any breaks that the employer has to provide are uh, unpaid.
2: Okay, and, uh, thank you. And the second question I have, uh, sure. can, the, can the employer is uh, lay off somebody who's got, uh, for example, 25 years of uh, service, of seniority, and leave the employee who's got two years of seniority?
1: So are we talking about a non-union environment? Non-union environment, yeah, small company. Okay, so the answer is yes, absolutely. An employer is allowed to let go whoever it chooses, But they're going to have to pay severance. And for the 15-year employee, they're going to have to pay a lot more severance than for the two-year employee. So the 15-year employee, if he is let go, he could be owed a a year's pay, maybe more, maybe 15, 16, even 18 months' pay, depending how old they are and what kind of a job they have. But, yes, the company is allowed to let them go as long as they pay them that full amount of severance. Uh,
2: What about uh, the... sending them to an for unemployment not letting them go but for unemployment like that's i don't have a job for you now i'm gonna leave joe because he's got two years i'm gonna pay him 15 dollars and you're gonna for me it's you're gonna cost me like 30 dollars
1: well when whenever your employer doesn't give you work that's a termination your employer lets you go it doesn't matter what the employer calls it if your employer says you're not going to be working and i'm not going to be paying you that's a termination uh, you can call it a layoff, you can call it uh, suspension, you can call it anything. It's a termination, which means that employee is owed severance. So are you talking but, about your situation or for no, someone no, 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 else? No, 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 no,
2: uh, my friend, but sh- I'm talking about the uh, sh- sending the person to uh, unemployment.
1: To okay, there's no such thing, by the way, as sending the person. The, a person that, that's let go, a person sure that's get not work. getting work, can, can go to unemployment. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's owed severance. So I would have your friend call me as soon as possible because if he's let go after 15 years and the fact that his employer is not giving him work means he's let go, he could be owed a year, 16, 18 months pay. So don't mm-hmm. let him sit on this. Have him call me as soon as possible.
0: Ben, I appreciate the, uh, the call. That number is one eight five five eight. 15900 to reach out get a hold of the or help at employmenthour.com is another way you can uh, you can do that moving on here Todd thanks for hanging on. How are you?
5: Oh good thank you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. I've got, a, I've got a question here. It's for my wife. Um, she was let go. She was a, uh, a, a teacher at a private school and okay. she was she worked with the school for 15 years and uh, she was let go a week before school started. Uh, what what happens in this private school is they pay, of course, not very good pay, uh, but she um, was the vice principal of a, of what they call a feeder school. So it's a small campus that feeds to the main campus where the grades go right up to grade 11 or 12, I think. And uh, her school went to grade one or two. And then, of course, uh, the enrollment went down because the demographic in the area changed and uh, people, people got older and there's no more kids. And so... Um, They kept on my wife, uh, who was the vice principal. They kept on a principal, and they kept on one teacher. One teacher got a job at another school. The vice principal and my wife were both told that they would have a job uh, at the main campus uh, starting in September, and they kept them on during the summer programs working at the main campus, and then a week and a half before school started, uh, my wife was told that she didn't have a job. And I I contacted a lawyer, and uh, my wife at the time did not want to sue uh, or even talk to them, uh, but she received uh, no severance whatsoever. And uh, she just was told to go and and claim unemployment. And uh, here's the kicker. Uh, In the contracts that they're forced to sign every year, and they're forced to sign a contract, uh, on the back page of the contract – on the last couple of years, we checked all the contracts, but the last couple of years they put on the back page, consider this contract also your letter of termination.
1: Yeah, no, listen, th- that, that <laughs> contract, uh, Todd, is not worth the paper it's written on. It's a shame that trees had to die because it's really, uh, it's not worth anything. <laughs> uh, it's not worth the paper it's written on. Now, how long ago did this happen, Todd?
5: yeah here's the problem it happened about two years ago she's just been so upset she's not teaching. well todd
1: hold on T- about two about? years I, I, I want us to be specific when did exactly did it exactly happen
5: well she didn't teach this year and she didn't teach last year so So it would have been, would have been in it,
1: 2016 uh, august september or thereabouts that's correct yeah yeah gosh my aunt, I, I unfortunately she's out of time uh of course she would have been 07 she could have potentially how, how many years was she there for Fifteen years. Fifteen, yeah. I mean, she could easily, as a teacher, you're probably looking at uh, 14, 15, 16 months of pay. Uh, that that paper that says the termination letter, I, I know exactly the situation, seen it a 100 times, not worth anything. But the bad news is because it's now been two and a half years or so, uh, it, it, she, she's out of time, man. So I, I, I really can't help her. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. I wish she would have done something about it, but uh, she, she's, she's kind of stuck now.
5: Yeah, I, I couldn't get her to do anything. She's not the kind of person to do that, and she just didn't want to want to raise any problems. So I guess they got away with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, they did. Uh, they would have ordered significant compensation, and you know, there's an important lesson there. And by the way, this is not uncommon, especially nope. with private schools. We talked about this uh-huh. on the show before, where teachers sign contracts every year. Well, guess what? If you sign a contract every year and come September, you sign another one and another one, it's meaningless. After about two or three of them, that contract means nothing. You're now, in the eyes of the law, considered a regular indefinite employee, which means if you're let go, you're owed full severance. So, unfortunately, we can't help Todd's wife here uh, because it's been more than two years. But if you're ever in that situation and you're let go, remember what I said, you're owed compensation, you're owed severance. Reach out to me. Don't hesitate.
0: You know, it's it's so frustrating, and it's and you know Todd's wife is not alone. She ah, "You know, I don't really want to rock the boat." And I think I I read you a text from a friend of mine last week said the same thing. "Ah, I don't want to raise the stink. Yeah, that stink is paying your mortgage. You raise the stink, and you do it now. But
1: but but here's the thing, you know, I mean, I I I understand if you're trying to get away with something, it's like you know you feel guilty about it. But if all you're trying to do is get what the law says you should have. Then why are you feeling bad about it, right? It, yeah. it's, you know, there's laws here in this province, in this country, for a reason. We don't make them. People smarter than us made those laws. And if those are law if those laws are there and the law says, hey, you should be owed fifteen months pay, well then don't feel bad about it. If someone didn't yeah. give it to you it means they broke the law. So don't feel hmm. bad about pursuing exactly. your legal entitlements.
0: Four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. Moving on to uh Penny. Hey Penny, good evening. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you doing?
6: Well, um I've been in a weird situation and I've been mm-hmm. in the workforce for some time. Um my employer just uh early this morning said we're closing up shop. I worked for an HVAC company, we're closing up shop the end of March and I was like, Okay, I kinda saw it coming, so it was no surprises. And then 4.30 this afternoon, he said, oh, by the way, now um, actually your um, employment ends um, uh, Thursday, Feb 28th, uh, which I've never come across there. He's given me no letter of intent he's given me no severance terms he just said it kind of verbally and passing and then he said oh and by the way your competitor's hiring so I hope it works out for you
1: <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like
6: what like what's going on here and and so this is at four thirty this afternoon so I kind of like okay and then I'm to go into work for the next two weeks and so I'm like okay do I send him an email reconfirming you've advise me that my date of employment is february 28th and do i ask him straight out what are my severance terms i just don't know what my legal uh, rights are here
1: absolutely and uh, penny obviously there's no union here
6: uh no it's it's residential side he it. sold the commercial which is union shop
1: and and how long have you been there four years It'll four, be four years. years this april okay and how old are you penny uh, in my 50s. So you could be able to easily, easily six months pay, six months of severance, okay? So we're not talking about something that's small. We're talking about six months of pay. Uh, so I, I think in a situation like this, I, I don't think you're going to get much out of him sending him an email. As far as he's concerned, he did what he had to. Of course, he's wrong. He's He couldn't be more wrong. So I think far? the best way to deal with this is, yes, he does need to get a, a letter or an email, but it needs to be from me. And the letter is going to be very nice and say, hey, you know what, you owe Penny this compensation and you have to pay it or or else, frankly. So I, I think that's the way to do it. I don't think you're going to send them an email yourself and all of a sudden you wake up and there's a, a check for six months paid, uh waiting for you. It's just not going to happen. So let me help you, Penny. The good news is this this should resolve easily, but I want to do this now because if he closes up shop at the end of the month. I don't know what's going to happen to the business. Is he going to take off? So let's deal with this right now. Uh, so I want you to contact me tomorrow, uh, Thursday. I'll be in the office, and uh, let's talk about this and get this resolved.
0: Penny, appreciate that. Call again, 1-855-821-5900, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. Michael, uh, thanks for hanging in there, fella. You are next. What is happening with you?
3: Hi, Um,
7: I I work for a transport company here in the GTA, and uh, I was down on Monday delivering a load in New York City. And they shut down all the highway. We were supposed to come back Tuesday. They shut down all the roads, I-80, 90. You you couldn't get help. They lifted the ban uh, this morning, so I just got back from Toronto. My question is, okay, so I didn't work that day, right? Um, some companies will say, well, it's not our fault either, just eat it. So I'm like, okay, so $400 is better in your pocket than mine. Uh, as a commercial driver coming out of the Federal Labor Code of law, um, not saying the company would or would not, but some companies will take that view. Some are generous, and they will give you, like, what they call a layover. What are your rights as the Labor Code of Canada to say, well, you know, I'm here on your behalf, I'm not home, I, you know, I'm, I'm out on the road, roads are shut down, it's not your fault. Um, at the same time, why should I eat 24 hours of, of, of nothing, not getting paid? And I'll mm. take your comments off the air and tell me if I have any rights. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Michael. And, and, and with, uh, with drivers, there's some special rules that apply. And, and, you know, the answer would be different for someone that's not a driver that, that had to, to do something and kind of be, was stuck somewhere uh, without actually work to do. But in this particular situation, even though he's not at home, he's not doing what he wants, he's somewhere because he went there for his employer. Because technically speaking, he can't be working, his employer doesn't have to pay him. I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, in many senses it is, but there's some exceptions uh, for federal, uh, federally, federally regulated uh, drivers that allow the company to do that. It's unfortunate, uh, but that's, that's how it works.
0: 416 870 star 640 on cell and one That is toll-free. That is how it works tonight, and it is working very well. Appreciate uh, all of your calls thus far. Rachel, you're up next. How are you?
6: Hi, not too bad. I have Great. a question or looking for a recommendation on exit strategy from my company uh i've been working for 14 years uh, with the company recently um, had an issue and had to move into short-term disability and now i um, not sure i can go back to work in the same capacity and i don't know if i qualify for something more than um the disability that i've taken and i'd just be I'd just be pleased if there was an option where I could get a severance um, instead of having to quit.
1: So here's what I would do, Rachel. I, I would uh, get start with getting something from your doctor that says, uh, here's the limitation that Rachel, uh, Rachel has, here's the accommodation that she needs. Because you said you can't do the job, but hopefully the doctor can give some recommendations in, ter- in terms of things that you are able to do or, or the type of work that you can and cannot do. Now, once you have that, provide that to your employer. Once you've provided to the employer, you can say, okay, I'm also willing to talk about a separation package. The reason why that works this way is because once you provide that that letter, they're thinking, okay, we have to accommodate. It's going to be difficult. It may be expensive. Uh, Do we really want to do it? And then you give them another option. You give them an out. So they're, they're going to be much more inclined at that point to, to be willing to talk to you about a separation package, uh, some sort of a payment, because of the fact that the alternative is them having to figure out a way to accommodate. So that, that is a strategy that, that could work here, and you can talk. We, we can talk if you want about how much that would be, or, or you can negotiate with them in that situation. Keep in mind, they may say, no, no, we, we want you to stay. We'll accommodate you. Uh, we have no problem with these limitations. We'll work with them. Uh, we don't want to talk about a separation. They're allowed to do that. I just think that once you provide them something from a doctor and they're they're thinking accommodation, they're, they're likely going to be more inclined to talk separation, to talk payment with you. So don't just contact them out of the blue. Start with that doctor's note. Make sure that they understand that you're willing to put their feet to the fire in terms of accommodation and then see if that uh, makes them inclined to talk to you.
6: That's wonderful. Okay, good. That's good advice.
1: Thank you thanks rachel
0: thank you rachel again uh, you want to follow up you need the number here its eight two one fifty nine hundred. is 1-855-821-5900 help at employmenthour.com that's the email address and that's where we're going to bounce over to right now fran uh email up says uh, i've worked for a small company for 26 years we just found out that the business is closing at the end of the month the owner says that now oh, because we have a small company they don't really have to pay any severance is that right
1: well, it sounds like almost like that, that call that we yeah. had uh, just a few minutes ago. Well, no, of course it's not right. Uh, it, it doesn't matter, and it's a huge misconception that that a lot of employers and certainly a lot of employees believe that that is that if you work for a small company, you're not owed severance. Well, we've talked about this before, so I hope the message is now clear that that is false. That is wrong. You're owed severance regardless of the size of the company or how many work uh, people work for the company, the size of the company's payroll. You're owed severance if you lost your job, full stop. It can't be any simpler than that. So if this person is let go at the end of the month, uh, of course, the severance has to be paid. And it's based on age, position, length of employment. Uh, and we have our handy-dandy tool, severancepaycalculator.com, that allows it. anyone to find out how much they're owed. But the the key message here is the size of the company's payroll does not matter, Johnny. It's irrelevant. You're owed severance either way.
0: Moving on to Mitch. Mitch writes in says, I've been off on disability for three months and I will need to be off for two more months. Uh, my employer just notified me that when I come back to work, there will be no more job for me. Do I have to wait uh, until then to get my severance?
1: Well, no, you don't. Uh, if your employer has now decided you're not coming back to work, you're owed severance now. Now, keep in mind... Uh, this, this is a potential human rights issue as well. If the company is not taking you back maybe because of your medical condition, well, that's a problem. They're not allowed to do that. It could be a situation where maybe the department shut down and they know they don't have a job for you and has nothing to do with your medical condition. Okay. So at that point, it's just a matter of severance. So either it's a matter of severance or it's a matter of severance and human rights, Either way, you do not have to wait. You could get your severance right now. So I'd approach with the company and say, well, if you're telling me I'm out of a job, please pay me my, my severance. If they don't, if they won't, if it's not adequate, call me, email me. And, of course, check out uh, severancepaycalculator.com to, to get an idea of what that severance should look like first.
0: We'll squeeze in one more here before we wrap for this Wednesday, and that would be Brian says I was just laid off and my employer told me that I only get severance if they don't call me back to work within the 35 weeks. That doesn't sound right,
1: is it? Well, it's not right, and uh, we've talked no. about this before very a few times, and that is a layoff. A temporary layoff is a termination, yep. and it becomes a termination when you are laid off. The company does not have the legal right to lay you off temporarily. So when that happens, you can treat that on day one as a termination and get your severance. You don't have to wait uh, wait six weeks, 12 weeks, 35 weeks. No, you can get your severance right now. Uh, and it's far better to do that than to wait and maybe then go back to work because if you accept it and you go back to work, You give the company the right to do it again, and that's a terrible thing to do. So you don't have to wait. Call me right now. Let's get your severance and move on.
0: That is good for another Wednesday. Appreciate all your phone calls. I hope you got your learn on. There is always more show in the future, Monday night, Wednesday night. The weekend shows here, the Employment Hour, and, of course, Employment Hour in 30 on your TV. Global TV, CTV, that is on weekend mornings as well. Till next time, 1-855-821-5900. Reach uh, Lior and the rest of the crew. Help at employmenthour.com. And as we mentioned, always, always, first place you go, severancepaycalculator.com. Global News Radio.